Girl Daily podcast, written by Stephanie Bond, narrated by Tegan Ashton Cohan, produced by Propeller Sound Studios. October 17th, Tuesday. The stink of the dry cleaners just didn't get better, but I amused myself by trying to describe it like fine wine. The putrid fumes of scorched fiber and flammable chemicals roll through the respiratory system like a fragrant yet tornadic wind, with notes of battery acid and fusty mold lingering in the lungs until the next toxic whiff. More tickets over six months old, the guy running the counter said in a bored voice, handing them back to me. You know the drill. He'd been more morose lately, so I had a feeling either his sister-in-law had cut him off or his wife had gotten hip to his philandering. I sorted the messy stack of tickets, then perched on my stool and spun through the hanging rack. I was getting better at it, So I ran the machine faster and faster, sending the plastic-covered garments fluttering and flying when they rounded corners. At the tri-cleaners, you get your entertainment where you can. One by one, I retrieved the uncleaned items, once again marveling over the range of clothing and the sheer volume. It wasn't long before I'd filled two rolling racks. I asked Cheater Cheater Pumpkin Eater what to do with them, and once again he waved me to the closed double doors that connected the front operation to the even less appetizing rear operation. It was as bad as I remembered. The heat alone was like working in a pressure cooker, let alone the caustic emissions, and the noise was deafening. I rolled the racks inside and was intercepted by the same stoic woman as before. One of the owners, I was told, Mrs. Gladstone. More unclaimed clothing, I shouted. She lifted the paper dusk mask that covered her mouth. Over there, she said, pointing, then returned to her clipboard. She was the only person wearing a mask and appeared to hold herself as far from the muggy, malodorous operations as possible. I set the racks in place, and when I turned back toward the doors, I caught sight of a familiar face. It was Penny's friend, the dark-haired girl who'd taken the cash I'd offered. She glanced up, and I waved. I could tell she recognized me, but she didn't respond. Close the door behind you, Mrs. Gladstone bellowed to me. The girl bent back to her job, and I left. But on the way back to the spinner rack, I pulled out my phone and called Detective Terry. You sure it's her? He asked. Yes, I'm sure. Have you located Penny? Not yet. I hate to keep asking you to watch surveillance, but we need a photo. If only to match it to the girl if we do locate her. Okay. Are you going to talk to the friend? I can't get away today, but I'll try to send a uniform so you can point her out. Could be a while, though. We have a hostage situation in Midtown that's taken all our resources. I thanked him and disconnected the call. I understood. Finding the mother of an abandoned baby had fallen out of the media and off the priority list. Hey, the guy at the counter said, waving his arms. I need your help up here. What time does the shift change in the back? He checked his watch. 
In about 15 minutes, why? What door do the workers leave by? In the back, on the loading dock. Are you going to help me or what? Or what? I said. I exited the front door and walked all the way around the building until I found a row of vans with the dry cleaner's name on them. The doors on the loading dock were closed, which explained the extreme heat inside. A couple of guys stood on the loading dock smoking. Drivers, I guessed. They kept checking their watches, so I assumed they were either on break or were waiting for the shift change, like me. One of them spotted me and got the attention of the other guy, who walked to the end of the dock. Can I help you? Just waiting for a friend, I said, gesturing to the doors. You can't wait here, he said. We got rules. I nodded and gave him a friendly wave, then went around the corner to wait, hoping Penny's friend came in my direction when she left. In a few minutes, a steam of soggy, pungent workers walked by me, some talking amongst themselves, but most of them quietly trudging to their destinations. I scanned for Penny's friend, but it was hard to see every face that went by. When the flow of people ended, I reasoned she could have simply exited in another direction. I backtracked to the front of the building, on alert for her petite figure, but I didn't see her. The door to the dry cleaners burst open. Hey! Cheater Boss screamed. We have customers stacked up in here. I sighed. Coming. This is Stephanie Bond, author of the Temp Girl Daily Podcast. It's getting good, isn't it? Della is learning life lessons, kicking and screaming. Do you know someone like her? Share your story in the Facebook group for Temp Girl fans. The link is in the show notes, along with links to some of my other projects. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>